today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk, Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM Free Marketing, and also the president and CEO of Vacuuman, is with us once again. Uh, speaking of Vacuuman, first of all, welcome back, Adam. Good to have you with us again today. Thanks, Bill. Uh, this has got to be a crazy busy time of year for you guys at Vacuuman because, you know, we're getting the furnaces turned on now. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done. All that dust has been settling. Uh, you know, p- people have had construction. Uh, we, we talked a couple of weeks ago about all the people that are doing these uh, do-it-yourself projects now because they've had a lot more time at home. Uh, that stuff doesn't go away. It settles in the ducks. So the, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you guys are just all over the place these days trying to catch up with a lot of the work that you're doing. Yeah, we are. And, and you know, I'm excited to announce that, you know, this is an honor for us. This is the first year we've actually been honored the contract bill for the North Pole. We are actually going to be the official furnace of duct cleaning of Santa in the workshop elves. Uh, if you go. can believe it, they're not running off wood anymore. They're actually using an HVAC furnace. They've got forced air. And uh, so anyway, over the years and over the year, I should say that reindeer hair is an absolutely atrocious issue. What happens is if you've got dogs, cats, or reindeers, depending on what kind of animals you like in your home, sometimes they shed. And in that shedding, it gets pulled into the central air system. So uh, I was very excited. And when we were looking at quoting it, Santa himself has actually indicated we're doing the house. We're also going to do the workshop. And there's also a barn area. He's put a new furnace system in. And as we were going through, we're, we're, we're cleaning it and all the, all that reindeer hair is coming out. I have to say Rudolph was very pleased. His nose has never shined brighter. They claim the song, but that was back in the fifties was when his nose shone bright, but not until vacuum man managed to clean out that workshop. Hermie, the dentist elf is actually very excited because now when he's uh, doing any kind of dental work, if you don't remember, uh, Hermie, he was the gentleman that ran with Rudolph through the uh, through the ice north through the uh, the, the land of misfits. But uh, I'm very excited to announce: yes, Vacuum Man is the official uh, duck cleaning furnace cleaning of Santa's workshop. You uh, you're employing uh, the abominable snowman up there too, I guess during the winter season, aren't you? So I mean, they, they, you've got the whole bunch the whole bunch of them there. Uh, I'll do for Vacuum Man, but the but the message here, of course, is you know call Vacuum Man and and these guys can do the same thing for you. And boy, the, the endorsement from Santa Adams got to go a long way for the company too. I would think. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Many people confuse Santa with my father, by the way, Bill. So I mean, <laughs> many, many people have claimed, "Are you Santa?" And my father just says, "Shush." But no, uh, <laughs> I actually try to get him to dress up as well. He he refused. But anyway, with that said, yeah. Uh, also, Bill, I want to just share. I, I don't know. Uh, 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 if you've heard of this or not, but last night I was part of a think tank called Pivot, put on by McMaster University in yeah. Mohawk. This was a, a great brainstorming session. We For two hours, we talked about what's coming into the city, a planning, actually. It was a, a planning session. This is really, really exciting stuff. We were talking about some amazing things that are going to be planned for Hamilton, particularly technology and combining the arts and creative in the city. Hamilton is is one of those, uh, you know, shining diamonds with regards to technology that uh, we have a lot of great companies in this community. And last night, I got the honor of sitting with over 30 amazing minds um, from McMaster and Mohawk, and and we brainstormed what is to come to Hamilton. So uh, I I wanted to give a little teaser because there will be more on this uh, project coming down as we Put some ideas, but Hamilton is going to be on the map. And when it comes to technology and art uh, in our education system, uh, I was very pleased to be a part of that program. 
Yeah, well, we had those guys on the program a couple of weeks ago, and they announced that they were going to be uh, staking their flag here in Hamilton, and it's pretty exciting uh, with the great work that the Innovation Factory and, and McMaster Innovation Park are doing, and these guys are going to tap into that. So uh, good things, and as you say, more to come on that. Listen, I got I want to pivot because there's another story that, that's kind of coming back at us now. It was, I guess, a few years ago uh, that we were talking about uh, about you know devices that were catching fire, and, and we warned about that. And I, I guess the worst-case scenario was the Note 7 at the time, uh, you wanted to warm up in the winter. You just put that in the fireplace, and it, it combusted <laughs> on its own. Uh, and, and, and sad. I mean, it was tragic, but I mean, the, that was happening. But it's, it's they seem to be spiking again. What's going on? Well, in fact, in Canada, particularly, it is actually one of the top reasons of why home fires happen. Um, followed by, I might add, dryer vent. Uh, dryer dryer vents are usually a set in that top five. But um, smart tablets and and uh, and smart devices are very likely to catch on fire. And I wanted to go over that because I actually had an experience. My, my 13-year-old, uh, Kelsey, she actually had a, a third-party device, uh, like a pl- charger, plugged in, oh, yeah. and her Apple like caught started smoking, catching on like it was catching on fire. Um, anyway, caught it in time. Thank goodness, didn't create an issue. But this is a, a, a real concern. So I wanted to go over a little bit with everyone pertaining to you know, they're much more advanced or smartphones and otherwise and, and laptops and tablets, they are very likely not to catch on fire because there's a lot more elements in place that protect it. However, here are some top reasons, Bill, that many people may not realize that they might have a ticking time bomb in their pocket or in their in their bag. Number one, if you've dropped your phone, if you've actually, uh, you know, maybe it doesn't matter whether you crack the screen or not, but if you've dropped it uh, or your laptop for that matter or smashed it up against a wall, those elements you may not physically see could be puncturing or damaging the internal elements. So your phone uh, may or may not be internally capable of, 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 of exploding. So, and I can't tell you how many people I know with a cracked screen that go, oh, it works perfectly fine. Um, the other issue is third-party plugins. As I mentioned, you may be thinking you're getting the Alibaba 37 cent. Oh my God, it's it's going to do the job, but you really don't want to chintz out when it comes to getting the proper charging devices uh, for your electronics. If it feels hot, stop. Turn it off. Don't go, oh man, that's getting hot. I got to keep surfing uh, Facebook. Um, you need to stop and let it cool down. And finally, authorized dealers. I want to make sure that many people, it, it is costly sometimes to get a professional, uh, doesn't have to be a brand name, but get a professional uh, authorized repair dealer, whether it's Google and soon to be Apple, uh, particularly with fixing the parts that are broken in your device. Don't go Billy in the basement on fixing your phones. I'm going to tell you right now because those parts are coming from Alibaba or they're going to be coming from the most cheapest, inexpensive way to repair it. And these are all reasons why uh, our devices are catching on fire um, and, and causing a serious concern. You know, the, the third party pieces, I guess, are something that you've talked about. And I know it's kind of, it's a kind of a passionate thing because I, I see this all the time, too. You, you, you may get the charger when you get the phone, but after, oh, geez, I forgot I lost it or I've got one at the dollar store. Well, right. you get what you pay yeah. for if you get it at the dollar store. And there's some wonderful products, I'm sure, at the dollar store, but phone chargers right. are not one of them. If, if you got an Apple, you have to have an Apple charger. That's all there is to it. And like, why why would you tempt fate if you're going to do these sort of things? It's It's worth it just for the peace of mind, I guess. Speaking of batteries... Uh, yes. Lithium ion and a number of other things. We've had a lot of talk about batteries for, for electric vehicles and for all sorts of other things. Uh, and uh, there's some some innovations that are happening in that field, aren't there? 
we've got some old school innovations, Bill. I mean, I've been talking a lot about different types of energy sources when it comes to battery, but the one that's actually making a comeback is sodium powered um, uh, batteries. Now, uh, why do we leave sodium? Sodium was one of the actual top reasons we were using for batteries um, for, for many years. It wasn't until Sony uh, took lithium ion and created the rechargeable element back with the Walkman in the uh, mid eighties that it really started to get its own life, if you will. Um, however, it has now been, uh, I'm, it's amazing with time, what technology can do. Old uh, technology actually is coming back. In fact, in the 1900s, there were electric cars that were built on a sodium battery. The problem with sodium batteries is that they don't have a long charge. So they don't tend to actually last as long as a lithium ion. Um, you know, so when we're seeing or saying sodium's coming back, there's a major reason for that. Number one, it is pretty much everywhere. It is in it all, all of our ocean water. It is pretty much in all the soil uh, uh, around North America and in the world. So it's an abundant uh, product that's available, but uh, there's now going to be new innovations to give it that longevity, the ability of powering and giving longer power and more, uh, 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 long, uh, more power available to it. However, the one thing they haven't fixed yet, Bill, is that it's heavy. So uh, I don't expect to hear or see any sodium battery powered planes flying anytime soon or boats for that matter, as you and I have talked about many different uh, equipment. But the exciting part is technology and research is now moving forward with a sodium powered battery that is making its way. And I'm sure they're going to get even more advanced in the, in the, in the near future. Good stuff. A lot of stuff going on that way. Hey, we were just talking about uh, using third-party pieces uh, for, for phones or even for repairs. Uh, Apple understands there's a problem, and uh, they've got a solution to it, too. Well, Apple had their hands slapped, Bill, and I'm sure they've, they've had their hands slapped a lot of times. They asked for forgiveness than permission, and one of those areas was the right to repair. Now, Apple has always provided uh, quality-authorized parts in the last few years, since 2016, to uh, you know third-party replacement companies. However, it was never really available for guys like you or me to go out and say, hey, Apple, I'm missing a, uh, a battery, or I want to replace a, a microchip, or a, a part for my Apple device. I would like to get it directly from you. Apple is now uh, based out of California, which was a ruling that finally has passed. Um, and Apple's defense on this was for safety and security of our users, for the betterment of the product to last, we did not want to provide these parts for users. Well, that has now changed and all North America, the world for that matter, will now be able to buy parts to replace their iPhone, their, their MacBooks, their, uh, their tablets, iPads, and otherwise. But I just want to put a little caveat to this, Bill. That is great news, right? Like that sounds perfect. I now no longer, I can buy the parts directly from Apple, uh, whatever the part price may be, and I can now try to repair it myself. I have all MacBooks and I can tell you, I'm willing to bet it takes more than brain surgery to, to be able to, to figure out how to take <laughs> apart a Mac and put it together. In fact, I can buy a scalpel and probably try to perform brain surgery on myself, but I'm not going to do it. So I, as exciting as this is, they're so advanced now, so uh, uh, particular when it comes to uh, when you get them, they're so sealed. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I used to be able to do this, and I, I now I, I can't. I can't even imagine trying to take it apart. I just look at it with blank deer and headlight look and go, never mind. I just got to call Apple and get it fixed. So anyway, the good news is, if I want to, I can buy the parts and fix it myself. 
Which, which is great news, but as you say, it's usually a court decision that does that. Listen, before we leave Apple, uh, I got to ask you, what's going on with their self-driving cars? That that was a big deal a little while ago. They more action on that. Yeah, Apple as you know, Apple was quiet, and then they said, "Well, we're letting everybody go on the self-driving cars." However, yeah. it's funny they have to still register themselves with when they when they're trying to do their testing. Well, Apple now has sixty-nine cars. On the road, 137 registered drivers are now in the self-driving car fleet. So uh, that's official. And that was actually registered with the Department of Motor Transportation. Um, the bottom line is that Apple is aggressive right now. Coming out with the self-driving, uh, uh, fully autonomous vehicles. Um, Apple just started in the last year with the, well, this year actually, with the iPhone 13. They're really pumping the fact that they're now creating their own hardware. Um, this is, I wanted to preface this with the fact that we're going to hear a lot about a lot of electric cars out there and you know as much as we're going to be seeing more of the fords and the gms and the and the chevys and everyone else coming into the market one of those i believe in the next year and i'm giving a little tease is that apple will be releasing its first official car now rumor has it it's partnered with hyundai uh and and they're incorporating some of the proprietary elements within it um but it's exciting to think that you soon may be able to get yourself an apple self-driving car of course tie that in with the fact i can buy the part I can only imagine I don't want to fix that either. Excellent. Uh, we always, on TikTok, we always have to have a, on TikTok, a, a, a legal sound because these guys spend more time in court than I think anybody else does these days. TikTok uh, was taken to court. Now they've reached a settlement on that. What does that mean for the folks that were involved in that? Well, back up until October of 2020, what happened was many people may or may not know, we always talk about privacy issues, Bill, and one of those we discussed is that prior to TikTok, it was called Musical.ly. And, and if you were a user of TikTok or Musical.ly, you may be seeing a little bit of an announcement TikTok has sent out that says you may be entitled up to $96 million has been issued in the courts for uh, violating privacy issues. Now, that sounds really exciting, except there's two things. Number one, you have to be an American or be a resident in the U.S. at the time of using TikTok in the U.S. Um, I did some math, though, and I took a look at, you know, like there was 68 million uh, uh, or 86 million users, Bill, at the time of when this class action was ruled. So if you took just 1.5% of those users claiming asking for a, a cut of that 96 million, that's 1.5%. Each person will get $68. But likely the return on most class action lawsuits that are filed are anywhere between 8 to 15%, which means anyone's going to get about $7 for that class action lawsuit. So um, it was a small price to pay. No one's getting rich and it sounds like a lot of money and it is real. I want to make that clear that if you're watching this and going, oh, look at this 96 million uh, TikTok class action suit, it is for real, folks. Microsoft had to pay out. Actually, the last payout was uh, September 23rd, 2021, when they had their violations from 2000, uh, 2000 uh, way back in the day with Office. And we spoke about that and everyone got nine dollars which i'm happy to announce i did get my nine dollars when i filed my claim there you go you're a rich man now I'm uh, hanging listen, on. I, I know we're almost out of time but i got to get into this one because this is this is a big deal we've all had these these irritating phone calls usually at the most inopportune times somebody claiming to be from revenue canada and you always eight billion dollars and if you don't call in the next five minutes you're going to jail for the rest of your life and all this sort of stuff <laughs> Uh, and, and variations on that theme. Uh, the Canadian Radio Television Commission, the body that oversees all of these telecommunication things, is finally stepping in. What's going on there? 
Well, they have finally put in place the fact that now all telecommunications has to be authenticated. What that means is robocalling, those spoofing calls, those numbers you get where you get that weird robotic voice telling you this is Canada revenue. That is uh, now going to be uh, enforced uh, by the CRTC to all of the providers. So Bell uh, has apparently stepped up. Rogers and TELUS are going to be also doing that. What that means is that it's going to limit the amount of how many annoying uh, phone calls. They are annoying, but also many, many people actually fall victim to it. So mm-hmm. when they, you know, they press to a lot of uh, individuals because they don't want to get in trouble with the government, especially Canada Revenue Agency. But it was a CRA that actually stepped up because they're losing confidence on people when they're actually trying to call for reasons of which they need to collect their taxes. People are actually um, telling them, you know, telling them off and, and hanging up on the phone. The CRA is having a real problem trying <laughs> to prove that that's who they really are. So uh, they were the ones that actually got behind this and have put a real enforcement behind it. All you got to do is upset the CRA bill and watch things get changed. You mean those really were the CIA? They, they were called. Maybe I do owe $8 million to these guys. I better call these guys back. Uh, oh, that's that's our job for the afternoon. Uh, this is Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 1135, brought to you by Vacuum Man. Adam Oldfield, as always, thanks for another great week, and uh, we'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks, Bill. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.